How do you think reframing negative thoughts is related to mind shifts? In today's self-help podcast episode, we explore why reframing negative thoughts is worth revisiting today in the context of mind shifts. We then examine the nature of reframing negative thoughts and how it's an important factor in our lives. Lastly, we share insights we've compiled on how to effectively handle the difficulties that we all may encounter with reframing negative thoughts. Welcome to Surviving Humanity, a self-help podcast, where we shift your perspective to help you overcome the obstacles in your life. We are Wesley Jackson and Andrew Gilley, and we hope to foster a sense of community and connection over our common struggles while providing you with tools to overcome them. As always, our Facebook, subreddit, and Twitter are the best places to go for community, connection, and support. Links to these are in the show notes. Let's get started. So, Andrew, what exactly is reframing negative thoughts? Negative thoughts themselves are thoughts that are harmful or destructive in some way. These usually take the form of unwarranted self-criticism when directed internally, or you could also have negative thoughts about the world, which hamper your ability to function out there. The process of reframing those thoughts is a survival tool to ensure they don't pull you under and prevent you from living your best life. You take these thoughts and you shift the way that you approach them in order to make them less harmful. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, I think that describes it pretty accurately and gives a nice broad perspective to it, too. I think reframing negative thoughts is the practice of noticing thought patterns that don't serve your best interests, evaluating the evidence that there actually is for having said thoughts, and then applying self-compassion so that you ultimately become more forgiving and loving of yourself. And I want to emphasize here the word practice in the beginning, too, because this is something that needs to be done on a very consistent basis. Right. This isn't a one done deal. It's a constant readjusting of your mental frame in order to keep yourself functioning the best you can and dealing with negative thoughts as they arise. So why are we talking about this today of all days? Why is it relevant today specifically? I think the most helpful way to put this in a concise perspective here is the total suicide rate in the United States alone increased by 35.2% from 2000 to 2018. And this is according to the National Institute of Mental Health. The road to suicide is one that is paved with negative thoughts, obviously. And while suicide is a very extreme case here, negative thought patterns create an endless feedback loop in your brain. And this holds you back from fully living your life. And it holds you back ultimately from fully being yourself. Right. You start to identify with those negative thoughts. And they're just thoughts. They aren't who you are. But when you start to really believe these negative thoughts, and it's tempting to because they can repeat over and over again, they really do hold you back. I think in general, there's a misconception that everybody around you but you is happy and having a good life. We don't have access to each other's thoughts, so we tend to think that everyone is happier than we are. This is just exacerbated by social media, another one of our go-to points on the show. Like, you've got this comparison looking around. You're scrolling through endless beautiful people and good times. You're seeing all the highlight reels. So when you see that, you're going to compare yourself, have more negative thoughts, and then it becomes even more important to reframe them. Yeah, exactly. And so how important is this, though, to our lives, do you think? Negative thought patterns could literally ruin your life. I still struggle with them, but they were really problematic for me for years and years on end. Leave you stuck wallowing in depression and fear, and they feel like they represent something true. They often don't, but that doesn't really stop it from feeling real to us, and they're hard to control. 
it often feels like there's no way out, which is itself another negative thought that just stacks on top of them. So reframing our thoughts more accurately here can give us a greater sense of peace instead of sinking down further into that negativity. Yeah, it really is like a feeling of sinking. It's like this bottomless pit and you just, the light gets further and further away from you, right? Absolutely. I think it's important because if these negative thought patterns are not effectively reframed, they will only continue to circulate endlessly in our heads and ultimately will manifest as well somatically within our bodies. So if something's Mm -hmm. not done about it, it's not just going to magically get better on its own. Unfortunately, it's only going to get worse. And like I mentioned, it will manifest somatically in a variety of physical health problems and illnesses in addition to the initial mental issues. It's important to not let these negative thoughts run the show that's your life. Absolutely. So we've talked about why it's relevant, but why is it urgent? With the way things are going on in the world, it looks like things are going to continue to get worse, and it may be quite a while before they do get better. Either way, things are going to change for most of us pretty significantly, and adapting to this change is going to require a lot of resilience. If we hope to weather future storms, so to speak, we're going to need our minds to be in their best shape, and we will need more hope and strength. Negative thought patterns do not serve us in this regard, so it's really hard to accumulate hope and strength if your mind is constantly shitting on you for all of your past mistakes, embarrassing moments, what have you. Yeah, on an individual level, stress kills. Literally, even mild anxiety can reduce your lifespan. Looking at a study from the journal BMJ in 2011, even mild anxiety increases your risk of heart disease, cancer, and stroke. And this just gets worse if you've been struggling with it for a long time. The risk gets even higher. So it's important to get that kind of stress under control and that kind of depression under control, though you can't really ever get away from these things entirely. Reframing your negative thoughts and approaching them differently is a key way to reduce that kind of stress on you and ultimately help yourself become healthier. Yeah, it has a direct physical effect on you if you're able to effectively reframe these negative thoughts. So where do you feel this problem comes from exactly, Andrew? Well, a lot of negative thinking patterns stem from maladapted survival mechanisms. So Russ Harris and his great book, The Happiness Trap, notes that our brain is constantly dredging up the past and future. In primitive times, this is useful for evaluating threats. Let's say you get attacked by a tiger or something and you think back, what did you hear? Did it get close? How are you going to prepare next time? Is it going to storm? Are shelters solid enough? Do we need to make more? These things are great in a survival context of early humans where you're really only looking out for yourself and the immediate group of people around you. And it's really helpful then because it improves the longevity of the group. But this doesn't really apply today, especially in light of social media. I'm quoting Harris directly here. A hundred thousand years ago, we only had the few members of our immediate clan to compare ourselves to. But these days, you can open any newspaper or magazine, switch on any television, tune into any radio, and instantly find a whole host of people who are smarter, richer, taller, slimmer, sexier, stronger, more powerful, more famous, more successful, or more admired than we are. Yeah, you got that right. It's really Mm. hard to not feel negatively about yourself in that case, huh? Yeah, it definitely all kind of stacks on top of each other. Yeah, just increasing this burden on your mind. Yeah, what's your take? Something. I'm going to take the chemical, physical approach here. When something negative happens, our body tends to release cortisol, the stress hormone in response. And so according to John Nash, clinical mental health counselor in Utah, stressful memories actually tend to be stronger than neutral memories because more areas of the brain are actually getting activated in that case. So as a result, our brains tend to focus on the negative more so than the positive, regardless of the situation. And like you mentioned, the tiger, right? 
one can easily see now how this behavior pattern is not always going to work out because you're not always running away from a tiger. Maybe you just got an email from your boss and you automatically assume it's negative and you're going to be berated or criticized for something that you did wrong. This will often cause us to warp reality and preemptively get anxiety about situations that are completely neutral. And it will cause us to respond inappropriately as a result in a variety of situations if we're always expecting a negative outcome. That's the flight or fight response or flight, fight or freeze, as it's sometimes said. That's useful when you're facing a tiger. That's not useful when you're facing an email. That email is not actually going to physically harm you, but it doesn't matter to the brain. The brain is seeing it the same way. I'm totally guilty of the avoiding emails. So, Wes, who do you think this is a problem in particular for? Who's really suffering under the weight of their negative thoughts? I would say anybody who has experienced significant trauma in their lives and has developed PTSD, depression, and or anxiety as a result. According to the National Center for PTSD, 6% of the population will have PTSD at some point in their lives. And I'm willing to bet that the actual number is much higher due to the fact that mental illnesses are generally vastly underreported. Um, I'll use myself actually as a personal example here. On a daily basis, I have to grapple with reframing negative thoughts in my head. The words of these thoughts are ultimately not even my own. They're actually things that I was told when I was growing up or even later in life, for example, which have led to this general feeling that what I do and who I am as a result is never good enough. So if I let these thoughts take over, then they will mentally cripple me, causing me to not get anything done, which will then just continue this negative feedback loop where I feel even worse about myself. I experience very similar things here. I'm always constantly getting caught in thought loops, just spiraling. It's really hard and there's just a huge amount of weight with these negative thoughts and it's a lot of work to keep reframing them, but it's important. As for who's affected, basically anybody with low self-esteem already. Abuse victims, like you mentioned, people targeted by ads, people experiencing discrimination, or people who just aren't where they want to be in life, absorbing the message of what they're supposed to be. If you internalize those sorts of messages, it's going to make you feel bad about yourself even if you're not doing anything wrong because it's a deviation from what you're expected to do socially. And this could be very isolating, too, once you experience the effects of people shutting you out if you're not doing the right thing. That's going to make you feel really bad as well. Yeah, like this primal fear of ostracization, right? Yeah, the early human fear that I was talking about earlier. Again, it's useful in that context because you need to contribute to the tribe. But here it's just misfiring all over the place. So why should we care about all this at the end of the day? Obviously, in one sense, we should care in a self-interested way. Like I said, negative thought patterns and negative thoughts, by definition, are ones that impede our lives. So they're destructive in some way. So it's good for us to reframe them so we can live better, live with less stress in our lives. But it's not only about that. It's about the misconception that everyone around you is walking around happily all the time, or even most of it. We all have these negative thoughts. If you've got depression or anxiety or intrusive thoughts... I do. These things can be really disruptive to your life, but even one really sticky negative thought pattern could really put you in a funk, even if you don't have those tendencies. So it's important to know how to reframe negative thoughts so you can spot them in others too. This is for two main reasons. First is to help other people reframe their negative thoughts. And then second is to protect yourself from other people's negative thought patterns influencing you. When you can identify them, you can more easily say, okay, this is not about me. This is about their negativity. And you can move on from there. So from a personal perspective, it's good to reframe your negative thought patterns. It'll make you get along better in life and thus get along better with your fellow humans. Wes, why do you think we should care? 
I just wanted to really quick touch on that point. It's so sure. true how there are other people who have negative thought patterns and it's really important to not let them influence you and affect your own identity and self-concept. I didn't really think about that in this case, but you're so right. A lot of us out here are depressed, anxious, and or traumatized. And so a lot of us aren't getting or don't have access to the help that we so desperately need. So if that's the case, then ultimately the responsibility lies on our own shoulders to better ourselves and to reframe our own negative thoughts. The responsibility also lies on our shoulders to be better. And by this, I mean that we must be better towards our fellow humans. So in these cases where someone else is having negative thought patterns and you can feel them to start to affect you, I think it's really important to respond in cases like this with compassion. Give these people the benefit of the doubt. Don't take it personally. None of us can read minds. We don't know what other people are going through. And even if we do, that's only just the tip of the iceberg because you can just imagine what thoughts are circulating in people's heads who are acting out in ways such as this, right? More often than not, we are our own worst enemy. So I urge everybody that's listening right now to keep this in mind and really work on embodying this practice to become more compassionate as a result. Yeah, benefit of the doubt is very important. A lot of times you can go online and see people having some kind of mental health episode of some sort. And what happens a lot, unfortunately, is they're usually dragged all over the internet. Haha, look at this person freaking out in public. It's really just a bad show when that sort of thing happens. It's people not really being empathetic or not understanding when they see people going through really hard times. You're right. It's very important to be compassionate. Be kind for everybody you know is fighting a hard battle, as the saying goes. So how do we tie this back into larger topics at hand? We're talking about mind shifts generally. What is a mind shift and how does our discussion about reframing negative thoughts link back up to that? So reframing negative thoughts can be considered one of the most fundamental mind shifts from which everything else may flow. If we're able to successfully shift our thought patterns to be more positive, a lot more becomes possible. The process goes something a little bit like this. Identify that your current way of thinking is ineffective. Realize that there is a better way of thinking and then let go of the old thinking to adopt the new. And I know this sounds really simple, but it's important to know that achieving this requires consistent practice on a daily basis. And so the reframing of negative thoughts must first be executed consciously so often that they ultimately become subconscious. And at this point, we can probably consider that the mind shift has truly occurred. What about you, Andrew? Reframing negative thoughts is itself a mind shift, but like you said, it's fundamental. It opens the doors to other shifts in our thinking. Negative thoughts drag us down and make us unable to see the world clearly. We're not seeing the whole picture. We're seeing a tiny slice of the world through our own distorted vision. By reframing inevitable thoughts, we can also shift our views about the world. If I'm not so bad or the world isn't so bad, what's next? What should we do about conflict? What should our priorities be? What should our values be? This opens the door to so many different questions. And then when you go into a new mindset about these things, everything else adjusts too. And then you can begin reframing other negative thoughts in light of those adjusted beliefs. This is quite literally the definition of the term personal development. You are developing by changing different parts of your mind that aren't working for you and shifting yourself into a new paradigm. I think that's a really nice, succinct way to put it. That is true. It is like personal development in a nutshell, huh? So what can we then on the individual level do about this problem? There's two primary techniques I want to draw on here. One from acceptance and commitment therapy, or ACT, or ACT, and one from cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. 
I should emphasize these aren't the only two techniques. Not every technique works for everyone all the time. Whenever you're looking at anything in personal development or self-improvement, treat it like an experiment. We're all different, so each of us needs different things to get by. So don't worry if a technique doesn't work for you. There's a lot out there. For ACT, I'd like to talk about cognitive diffusion or just diffusion. This isn't about getting rid of negative thoughts. If you try that, you're only going to make it worse a lot of the time. Rather, it's about reducing the hold that a negative thought has on you. It's not about the content of the thought, but it's about our relationship to us. We want to diffuse the hold that negative thoughts have on us. I like Chris Harris's example. Again, great book about the subject. Whenever an unhelpful or negative thought comes up, just say, thanks for that story, brain. Separates the thought from you, reassures the thought not as a fact, but just as the story that happened to float through your mind. You are not your thoughts. Thoughts are just things that happen in the brain. It's always thinking and telling different stories. No negative thought, no negative story is necessarily true just because you think it. My other favorite diffusion phrase is, I am having the thought that this makes it so it's not true. It's just a thought you're having. It may or may not be true. It's true you're having the thought, but it's not that the thought is true. Diffuse helps you limit the power that negative stories about ourselves have. They check the control narratives have over us. The other technique that's from cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT is called cognitive restructuring. This one's about the content of the thought. Many negative beliefs are reflexive. You develop them in childhood a lot of the time. So you've been thinking it so long, it doesn't even matter if it's true anymore. So sometimes these beliefs are irrational and exposing that irrationality to ourselves can help us reframe our negative thoughts into something more useful. You might think you're being watched all the time or people can read your thoughts because you've been traumatized as a kid. It's a very common response. But if you enter a dialogue with yourself, like where do these beliefs come from? Why am I making that assumption? Because people are judging me. Sure, it's possible some people are, but are you judging everyone? No, you don't have the time. You're thinking about everyone judging you. You're often distorting reality to see the world and see things that aren't really there. This can help with that. I personally find diffusion more useful, and I think the evidence backs that up. And I also think you have to write out the CBT part. Simply thinking it isn't enough. That's why a lot of CBT things are workbooks where you do that work. But everything has its place. So for reframing, if you focus on these techniques, diffusing the power they have over you and fact-checking those thoughts, then you're well on your way to being able to better grapple with negative thoughts. It takes a lot of practice and it's not a quick fix, but it is the most effective one. How about That's you, Wes? definitely not a quick fix, like you said. Yeah. And the work does have to be put in in order to get this to actually happen, this whole reframing of negative thoughts. I'm going to also mention acceptance and commitment therapy because I think it is particularly helpful here, just like you said. For everyone listening, don't worry. If you don't have the means for a therapist or access to one, you're in luck, actually, because this is a tip from my own therapist, in fact. There exists out there on the internet an ACT deck of cards, which is is a deck of 55 cards that ask tough questions, encourage meaningful action, and provide new perspectives to help you let go of negative thoughts and ultimately live in the present moment. I personally have a deep affinity for cards, so I found that this unique format is particularly helpful, and we'll include a link to the deck in the show notes. In addition to that, mindfulness meditation helps a lot of people. I myself have practiced it for years, but recently I've actually started to shift away from that and start to focus more on affirmation statements because I was continuing to struggle with the reframing of the negative thought patterns as it was happening in my head. I was only able to stop this runaway train that is my thoughts after it's already crashed through a bunch
bunch of tracks, right? I want to mm. be able to make sure that the train never leaves the station in the first place, ideally. And just doing this meditation was not enough. And I was doing this for a very long time. And so I've recently started to integrate affirmation statements into my morning meditation routine. So now I'm instead of committing 20 whole minutes just to this Zen meditation, essentially, I'm committing half of that now to reciting affirmation statements to myself in the mirror. If that seems like a little bit too much for people, my number one recommendation is gratitude journaling. I did this every day and night for years, and it has really helped rewire my brain permanently to think more positively about my life. The best part about this is that it only takes five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. I, I do want to point out something interesting here. Like even among us two, we're very good friends. We think a lot alike on certain issues, but I personally do not find affirmations useful at all. And I find that mindfulness meditation extremely useful. So that's why you really have to try it out and see what works for you. It's mm -hmm. just that it's personal. So there's no cookie cutter way to solve all your problems. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? How it's like we're so similar in a lot of ways, but that's like a very stark difference. Yeah. And I do the affirmations and I just it doesn't work for me. It's so interesting. Well, I think that is a good place to leave it. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Tuesday where we'll have Kate Nguyen on the show to share experience with reframing negative thoughts and through our understanding of it, we may just survive humanity. If you want to help support us, please join our monthly book club on Patreon, share the podcast with others, and don't forget to follow, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. And before you go, you feel like you could benefit from a boost to your morale? Then why not give our seven-day self-confidence challenge a try? For only $7, you'll get exclusive access to the content that will help you determine your core values and strengths, Frame negative thought patterns and break old habits to build new ones, all while setting realistic personal development goals. Thanks to our Patreon of the challenge can be found in the show notes, and we'll see you next week.